welcome to another episode of the Notes from the Library podcast. As always, I'm your host, Emma, and today we are talking about Sunshine and Blood by Roxy Randall. This is a book I was sent an arc of by the author. She's so sweet. I think you should all go check her out. I was great talking with her, and this book is a noir-type novel. And so let me read the synopsis for you first from Goodreads before we get into this. So the synopsis says, A noir tale set in Miami, 1952. Lola Riley only wants two things, to make a fast buck and to keep out of trouble. But when she runs into a beautiful socialite, Miranda Garcia's, she soon finds one may not come without the other. A valuable book has been stolen and Miranda needs help getting it back. She's not the kind of woman who takes no for an answer and she sets her sight firmly on the rough and ready Lola. For her part, Lola can't help to be attracted to Miranda, but can she trust her? When the bodies begin to pile up, Lola soon finds herself out of her depths with with corrupt cops gunning for her and others in the city ruthlessly searching for the book. Soon, all Lola wants is a way out. So this is a noir-type film, and noir doesn't really have a set definition. It's constantly changing. It's more kind of based on tropes, in a way. Famous noir fiction, I'm sure many of you have heard of, many of them are also movies is the Maltese Falcon, Postman Always Rings Twice, Thieves Like Us, Black Dahlia. Your typical black and white movie, lots of shadows, crooked cops, crime, dirty city streets, all that. Noir films and books tend to have two very distinct characteristics. Otto Pensler has written books on it, and I have seen YouTube videos about him. I've not read his book, but I've seen YouTube videos and interviews about his work. So the two main things that seem to happen is there's a fallen protagonist that is seriously flawed and nihilistic, and no one is good. Like, everyone's bad, everyone's morally gray, including our protagonist, who tends to be the person we're rooting for. And the next is the aesthetics. You know the noir aesthetics. Even if you don't, the second, well, if you can't think about it right now, the second you see it, you're going to know it. So the definition is broad, but seems the definition that's most accepted is that noir fiction is a subset of the broader crime fiction genre. Crime fiction genre is anything from your James Bonds to noir to some people actually count superheroes like Batman as crime fiction or noir stuff like that, because Batman has a lot of the similar tropes. The crooked cops, the dirty street. Batman himself does not technically have any superpowers. He's very much like a detective, a very morally ambiguous detective who has fallen from grace. So Batman technically sometimes is counted as a noir compared to that like Superman or Spider-Man or something else. So it's interesting. So you can say, though maybe that little fact in there next time, like someone is trying to be like, well, what do you know? You could be like, well, Batman technically is noir. But the stories technically feature gritty urban settings, morally compromised protagonists, dark mysteries, and a bleak outlook on human nature. Oh my gosh, so Batman, all I'm saying. And in the Spider-Verse, there was a noir Spider-Man. I thought that was funny too when that happened. So that's kind of what noir fiction kind of is. So now getting into the book. I enjoyed it. I think at times it was tropey and some of the reviews when reading it they point out those tropes but for a genre such as noir that is very much you know it when you know it and there's not really a set sometimes canon because even when you look up the canon of like if you google what are noir films scarface the godfather show up those don't really count as noir films but like the maltese falcon i count as that 
Black Dolly. So there are different perspectives on what noir is. So it's a genre mainly based on tropes and those little things. And it's also complicated because mainly it has a bunch of crooked cops, but not every crooked cop story is noir, but every noir story has a crooked cop. Just how like every noir book has a morally gray main protagonist, but not every main protagonist that's morally gray is noir. So it's a very hard genre to fit in. It's oddly strict with what it is. When you see it, you know it. And if it doesn't fit that, you won't count that as noir. I know some people that don't even count films in color noir. They're like, no, it's not that. You're supposed to have the dark contrast. And so it's a very odd genre. I also feel like it's a very hard genre to do in, in like written work sometimes. It's very hit or miss. So it relies on those tropes. The crooked cop, the fallen protagonist, many times the femme fatale. And if you didn't have that, it wouldn't count as a noir book. So yes, there are some tropes. For example, Miranda very much can be a femme fatale at times. Lola is a fall from grace person. You have Tony, who I thought was so funny in the introduction because as someone that lives right outside New York, I know many, many men that are like Tony and we're like, we get it. You're like 5% Italian, like enough. But aside from that, you had the characters that fit what noir calls for. So the idea of it being tropey, all noir things are tropey and nothing's wrong with tropes, they work. So I, I liked that and that's where I disagreed with some other reviews that were on here. I also thought it was very interesting that it was based in Miami. I can't really think of a noir that I know that's based many, like in the South. I know I've read many that are based in Chicago, New York, Baltimore, Boston, Seattle, Portland, many northern cities, cold, rainy cities. So it was kind of nice to have one that was kind of like in the summer in Miami. Granted, it didn't fit like the aesthetic all that much. You wouldn't, like at least I wouldn't think of it, but I thought it was a pleasant surprise. I liked it. And the only thing I wish is that maybe the setting and the plot connected a little bit more. Like they're based in Miami in 1952. So I would like to see maybe if that type of culture fit more into it because there's a line of Spanish at the end, but maybe I missed it. I don't remember much Spanish within it. So maybe if the characters speak it, maybe have that. Miami's a bustling, very diverse city. There's a huge Spanish-speaking population there even in this time. So maybe having that interact more with it, I think it could have maybe made the environment more into that. But I can't complain about it. I did like it. I did enjoy the book. I thought it was pretty fast paced. Usually when books go up and down, even in noir, there can be moments where it's pretty dull. I was entertained when reading it. You can sit here and pick apart syntax and diction and all this stuff, but at the end of the day, if you enjoy the book, you enjoy the book. And I enjoyed the book. But I'm also someone that enjoys the noir genre. So I didn't mind the pacing. I didn't mind the kind of tropes that were played out of it. Because again, I hate when people say that tropes are stupid. Tropes work. They do. We all have our favorite ones. Every genre has them. Nothing's new. Nothing's creative. Tropes are there and they work. So if you're an author and people are out there like, oh, tropes are so overused. That's the point of tropes. They are to be used. I liked the slow burn of it. I liked the relationship between Miranda and Lola and Lola and Tony and the rest of the cast, I thought they were interesting. Miranda, I thought was really well crafted. I thought she was very good. 
I thought she was a very interesting character. I think she had many people wrapped around her finger. I... Miranda was the queen. She knew what she wanted, she was gonna get it, and it was great. I really liked Miranda, I think she was one of my favorites. This, of course, is independently published, which I'm always amazed at that. I think you should give it a shot. I liked it. Are there issues? Yes. But all books have issues? Was sometimes the pacing a little bit off? Yes. Was sometimes the sentences didn't flow as much? Yes. But overall, I enjoyed it. I had a great time reading the book. And I think you will have a great time reading it too. If you like noir, if you like crime novels, if you just want something different, especially if you are into noir, because again, I've, I can't think, maybe I have, but I can't think off the top of my head, a noir that I watched or saw that was based in the South. So again, that also piqued my interest because when I think of noir, I don't think of Miami. I don't really think of Florida in general, let alone Miami. So I think it was, I think it was great. I rated it four stars. And I think if you want a fun book to read, if you want something with a lead female character in the noir genre, which is also not very common. Usually it's men that are the main protagonist and they're usually our women's side characters. Again, the femme fatale, classic noir. Of course, they're, trust me, I am well aware of the issues with the femme fatale and the Madonna and all that, but those are staples. And so seeing that a woman is not just, hey, these are the two options you have. The fact that the woman got to lead it. And Lola, I mean, she led, she she drove the plot forward. And I, I enjoyed the book. It was definitely a fresh and new take on the noir genre, even though you saw very classical noir things. It was new, but recognizable. But if you are a fan of noir genre, you can read it and see something new, but still recognizable. It doesn't flip the whole genre on its head, I think it just brings in a new perspective. So yeah, I I highly recommend it. I think it's good. As always, we should be supporting our independent authors. And you guys should all give Roxy a look. On her Goodreads, there are two other books. I've not read them yet. I do plan to read them. I liked Sunshine Blood. I thought it was a good point for an author. I think every book you write, you get better than the last. I don't know if this was her first book ever, but if it is, I think it's a great starting lap point. I think she's only going to get better. I enjoyed it. I think you guys will enjoy it. So check it out, Sunshine and Blood. I'll link in the description of this episode. I'll link Roxy's Instagram for you to go check her out. And I will also link Amazon where you can get the book and the Goodreads for it. That's all for this episode. Sorry for it coming out late. I had an SD card problem. It got corrupted, which pushed everything back. And so thank you always for the support. As always, if you have any recommendations, please let me know. I love to hear from you guys. What do you guys want me to read? It's not just my show, it's yours. But until next time, this has been the Notes from the Library.